All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, The Loudest Mouth in the Room. I'm your host, Jen Charles. In this room, we are built, we are brave, we are better for who we're meant to be. So pull up a chair, have a seat, and enjoy. I'm trying to get rid of this intro, but I can't. (laughs) I'm just so excited about victory. Uh, is there anybody else excited about victory? I mean, <laughs> come on in the room. Come on in the room. Have a seat. Get comfortable. It's me, Jen Charles, your host, the loudest mouth in the room podcast. I'm so glad you stopped by. I'm looking forward to more to come, not just for me, but for you. You know, it's my desire that we all just live out our full potential. Get it all out. Do it all. Do what you know you can do and do what you believe you can do. I'm just I'm just so excited for victory in this season and I pray that that you're striving to become and to be who you truly are. I, that that is my hope for for us all. So I'm so excited that you're here. I know I say I'm so excited a lot because I truly am excited. (laughs) Let's jump right in. We're still talking about singlehood. We're coming out of the castle, part three. The last episode, we talked about singlehood being a gift for us. It's it's a gift. (laughs) It's a gift. Jen, Jen, it's a gift. Okay, it's a gift. All right, I believe it's a gift. Okay, it's a gift, right? But why do we need this gift? Because marriage will not change the way we view ourselves. If we come into a marriage and we have a poor mind with negative thinking and an unhealthy heart towards ourselves, no man nor woman can fix that. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for from it are the issues of life. We all have issues. We have issues. If we have to guard our heart, that means we have to watch over it in order to protect it. So it becomes our responsibility to do the work. While we're single, we have to do the work. Do the work on what? The work on us. And so that's why singlehood becomes a gift because it gives us the time that we need not only to get to know God, not only to get to know the Lord, but that we may get to know ourselves, that we may observe our own behaviors and our own fixations that would not be fit to bring into marriage. Matthew 15 and 19 says, but the things that come out of the person's mouth comes from the heart and defiles you. From the heart of evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. And so we must have good qualities in us. That's what attracts us to one another. But it's not the good qualities that separates us. It's the things we refuse to change. And we don't want to believe it's us. I don't want to believe that I'm a liar. All I got is facts. Facts. That's how they say it. Facts. Facts. (laughs) Facts. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. You know, I ain't no liar. What? 
we don't want to believe that, you know, that I'm a slanderer, that my mouth is, you know, but you know what, when I really begin to listen to some of the things I say, oh, I'm just slicing and dicing, wait a minute, but that's not me, you know, we don't want to believe, <laughs> I don't want to believe I'm a cheater, but you know, you just never know, you, you know, the situation, it, it, it gets a little, you know, we, we got to acknowledge, you know, that we have issues, I have <laughs> I have issues. You have issues. We have issues. Okay, we have to, we have to pay attention. We have to watch over this heart because we will always be individuals, although we're married. And the responsibility of the heart belongs to every individual. So we can't wait for someone to come along and do the work for us or um, participate in the work that we're meant to do alone it's not a group effort this is not a group <laughs> a group effort this is something we must do for ourselves not for somebody else yeah sometimes we're trying to make this change to be perfect for somebody else but the work is really for us the work helps us be better individuals and then when we get into a relationship when we get into you know marriage Unfortunately, the work never ends. Why is that? Because you've got someone that can see you better than you can see yourself. <laughs> and now they're pointing out the things that you need to work on. And we don't want to believe that those things are really the work that needs to be done. <laughs> the work that needs to be done. I've had roommates. And this one roommate, God bless her. I love her to pieces. She knows I love her to pieces. She would hum. I mean, hum. She'd wake up and she'd hum while she brushed her teeth. I mean, she just hummed all day long. And it just drove me crazy. And I said, do you realize? And she goes, I don't even realize. <laughs> she didn't even realize she hummed as much as she hummed. And it's just a little thing. But what I'm saying is that some of our ways are just patterns that just become just habits. And it's such a habit that we don't even realize that we're doing it but when you have someone who's who observes you day to day and it's not that we, it's not that we're trying to have a hawk eye on one another when you're living with someone you can't help but see how they move through the day how they move in the morning how they move in the afternoon and it almost becomes predictable you know okay they're about to do this yep this is how they do that and you know these are the things so I bring that up to say we'll get into the place where we're no longer single. Praise be unto God, who's worthy to be praised. <laughs> but, you know, you get to a place where you're with someone and they actually can see. And they're not just, they're no longer just seeing the good, but they're also seeing those weak areas. And that's really what it is. We all have weak areas that it becomes a blessing. It's supposed to be a blessing because a husband and a, and a wife, iron sharpens iron. There should always be a sharpening happening. And if we would accept the sharpening so that it would be for our better instead of falling to the defense, then, which I know I'm going up a whole nother ladder, so we're going to come back down. But what I am saying is that <laughs> it becomes, if we allow it, it can be a help. Uh, to have an individual who is observing you as you are observing them. Huh, you can kind of work in this area. It ends up becoming for our good, is what I'm saying. We have a lot of heart issues that we don't realize is really 
really matters of the heart that we have to work on. Stubbornness is a heart issue. Jealousy, it's a heart issue. Pride, it's a heart issue. Insecurities, these are heart issues. These are things that we have to work on. And sometimes we can be so eager to come out of singleness and go into marriage and we we drag and bring all of these things in with us. But if we start to work while we're single, the more successful our marriage will be. And so Proverbs 25 and 24 says, better, better to live on a corner of a rooftop than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Now, listen, I don't want to be a rooftop wife. And a lot of times because we didn't do the work, I don't want to dismiss doing the work. And then, you know, I get into because praise be unto God, a husband will come. But I don't want to get into that. And then, you know, my mouth is just so out of control and I'm telling you, this mouth of mine, it, it's, I, I'm, I thank God for the little chipping away, but it can be a razor. Things that we have to, you know, pay attention to. We have to be watchful of our heart and observe our ways and observe the things, our triggers. That's the thing. We got triggers that we've got to put a pin on those things. Lord, help me. <laughs> Help me, Lord, you know, so that we can get to the place where, you know, we're able to have a companion who wants to be bothered with us. Huh? I'm gonna... <laughs> I don't want him up on the rooftop. I, I, I don't want that. Now, God knows our motives. God knows our motives for marriage. And when we surrender to Christ, we must walk away from our old nature. We learn to please God. There is no fornication without marriage. The old nature carries out the needs of the flesh. And sometimes we make the mistake of choosing a wife or a husband only so that we can continue to carry out the needs of the flesh. But when we surrender to Christ, we are offered a new nature. And so the anticipation of a mate isn't to justify our fleshly gratifications, but for purpose. In our old nature, it was nothing to hear or, or receive a mate's call. You know, they used to stand across the street and they go, you know, and you turn around and next thing you know, you exchanging numbers. Now you got their page and number. Come on, that, that. now that's the, that's the old nature, Jen. That's the old nature. I can't, listen, you make a strange noise. We be falling for some strange stuff. Now you make a strange noise today. I didn't hear that. The Jen didn't, you know, Jen. <laughs> And then there was, you know, there was times that it was real cute going into the hair shows and, you know, they tap you on the elbow and give you the eye, let you know, hey, you know, they're interested. You're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. That's the old nature. That's the old, that's Jen. Jen, hello, Jen, that's the old nature. And sometimes we used to, you know, we used to hook up to rub up. Listen, that's the old nature and the old nature fulfilled the needs of the flesh. But now we are living in a new nature. We have, we now are offered a new nature with Christ. And the new nature is this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he says that all things will be added to us. When I look at this scripture pertaining to this topic, visually, I, I just believe that if we put God first and we walk out the path, that he has laid in front of us. Not that we could ever be perfect, but if we're doing our best, everything that's already attracted to us will come to us. Look at all the work Adam did before Eve came. In Genesis, it talks about how God 
said to himself, it's not good for man to be alone. And then it continues to go on to say how God then began to create all the beasts, all of the creatures such as animals and the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. And he begins to create and then he gives to Adam so he can name everything. So he creates the bird. He gives it to Adam. Adam calls it a parrot. Okay, he creates another he creates another bigger bird. He gives it to Adam. Adam calls it an eagle. He creates this nice animal. He gives it to Adam. Adam calls it a dog. You get what I'm saying. And so this was um, how Adam and God cooperated. They were doing this work. They were God was creating and Adam was naming. Adam was doing what he was supposed to do. Adam was was doing the work that God gave him to do. Could it be that, you know, we're meant to just cooperate with God as we wait? Just do what it is God's given us to do as we wait. But here it is. The Lord says to himself, he says, it's not good for man to be alone. And he didn't just go right ahead and create Eve. He first created the work for Adam to do. And so at God's appointed time, the Bible says that he put Adam to sleep and then he took a rib from Adam and created the woman that God then presented to Adam. So what am I saying? That if we continue to cooperate with God and, and do as he's instructed us to do at God's appointed time, he will make it happen. And sometimes we're trying to present ourselves, but we have to allow God to present us to whom he has chosen at his appointed time. We put a lot of our attention and hope in this area, but it's God that's trying to get our attention. The scripture says that delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give us the desires of our heart. That desire that you have, it didn't just magically appear, but God gives us the desires to want to be with someone. God gives us a desire to want to do what it is that he's called us to do. He gives us many desires. But we, as we continue to delight ourselves in the Lord, we will begin to see our hopes manifest themselves. We put so much of our attention and our hope in this area, but God's trying to get our attention. I encourage you to come out of the tower, no matter where you are, if he or she's God sent, God knows just where you are. But you first must know where you're going because when he shows up, when she shows up, the first thing, <laughs> the first thing they're going to ask, what's your goals? What's next? And what will you say? I don't know. I was waiting on you. No, 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 no. We got to come out of the tower, get the work done, put our focus on God, and God will do the rest. Because if we don't, if we, if we don't have our vision for our lives, if we don't have a a drive of our own, poof, gone, lost in someone else's identity. We fail to find our own identity. And that's what singlehood is for, so that we can find ourselves and that when we come to the table, we're not coming empty-handed, but we come as a resource. We come as a source because we are what? We are to help each other, right? And if we can just imagine two people 
that's cooperating with God and the lane that God has given them. And when those two people come together, something greater happens. And that's where, that's the goal. That's the goal right there. And so we have to be sure that we find our identity. And what happens is if we make the mistake of not taking the time to find our identity, we'll find ourselves lost in someone else. And then we will be living an unfulfilled life. Listen, when there's something in you that's meant for you to do, it's knocking. It's knocking. And it's not and this knock isn't waiting for marriage to take place. This knocking is happening now. And so I just encourage each and every one of you to find your greatness. Establish it with no apology. I encourage you. I pray you was blessed by this teaching. I pray that you share with someone else. I pray that every single person that's in the room, that you rise up. Rise up to your potential. Rise up to as high as you'd want to go. They say sky's the limit. I believe it. You don't have to sit and wait for someone to show up and tell you that it's okay to live. Get up. Get out and get it done. Until we meet again, stay blessed, be brave, be bold, and be you. God bless.